0: I just sat down in this chair and got the static shock of my life. I'm afraid to touch anything in this building. It is so stressful. It's only happening to you and me. It doesn't happen to Steve or Natalie. I sparked, it was like, it was like the kind of spark the Survivor contestants yeah. dream up to start an actual fire.
1: Sure. Okay. Also, remember when I was sitting here and my headphones just sparked? Yeah. Like I didn't touch anything. I was just sitting here. What is happening? <laughs>
0: Oh, it's special announce! Tell yes. the people what's happening.
1: Oh, my thing? Yeah, your thing. Okay. I'm hosting a gala for. That's um. Yeah, it's great. So it's I'm Al- so
0: my baby girl is all grown up. She's hosting her own gala. Well, it's
1: like cocktail attire, yes. but it's for Ollie's Angels Animal Rescue, which is the rescue organization where we got our Fiona. And I always talk about how I want to like help all the animals and save them and save their lives. So I'm I'm doing it. I'm not getting paid for this. This is just a fun thing. Yeah. So, it's olliesangelsanimalrescue.org If you can come, it's March 24th. It's this Thursday. Um it's at the Piermont in Babylon, Long Island. So, and how are you getting there? I'm going to stay at my parents' okay. place for a little bit and <laughs> yeah. my dad'll drive me. But like, you're going
0: to be there live and in person. People can come and meet you and hang out with yeah, you. Yeah,
1: and like dance and drink and have dinner. There's going to be like raffles and yeah. silent auctions and every single penny goes to helping the animals because it's yes. really expensive to run a rescue. So come hang with me. We'll hang out Thursday, March 24th. At the Pyramont in Babylon, Long Island, come hang. Oh
0: my god, that's the only important thing today. That's all we're talking about. Oh no, go no. I want I want you all to go. And there's a way you said they could support online if they can't be there.
1: Yeah, at Ollie's Angels you can get tickets there, or you can just donate if you'd like. Oh my god, I'm Fiona, so thank of you. Of you, Fiona, and I thank you. Oh, thanks. It's like the least I can do. It's so show exciting. up and like dance and talk about animals. Okay, don't, okay. I don't <laughs> never need to be paid to do anything <laughs> like that. Are you kidding?
0: Oh, fam, if ever we picked the right week to replay an episode, so we're doing that thing we do like I think now just once a year. We are running a repeat, but fam, this is the Murdoch Murders case right. from Dateline. We're gonna give you the update in the end. So listen through it and and stick around because it's yeah. it's new information. Sure. Can I plug? So, fam, on my website, PatrickFails.com, you can see all my book tour dates, but I want to talk about two. Please do. So on Saturday, May 20th, I'm doing a benefit reading. It's the same prices, it's not any more expensive. It's okay. 30 bucks for regular admission, 50 bucks for VIP, but it's all the money is going to the theater that I grow up doing theater at, like oh, the community goodness. theater in my town. I love this. So it's the benefit for the Cape Cod Theater Company slash Harwich Junior Theater. All the money is going there. I'm giving every single penny. So, if you're in the Massachusetts area or I people are coming like from Dallas or whatever, Really? I'm going to be super emotional. I'm going to just be hanging out. We'll go to a bar after. Everyone's welcome. It's your hometown show. Yeah, it's my hometown show. I'm so excited. So, Saturday, May 20th at 7 p.m. Please come if you can. Yes. We're two-thirds sold out, I guess I should say. Yeah. So, get in there. I'm also coming to London, fam. <gasps> I'm doing a show at a place called... Twenty-one Soho on Friday, August 4th at 8 p.m. I'm afraid no one's going to come. I don't oh, know what's going to happen. People are
1: coming. Please, don't please, worry. please,
0: London, come. That one does not include a copy of the book because we can't, we're not allowed to do Some that internationally international or whatever, but come, you can pre-order the book there if you want to, or you can just like meet me and hang out for the show. That's what yeah. I'm done talking about. Okay, great. Oh, so patrickfails.com, get all the information on my travel book party there. Thank you for indulging me.
1: I love this. I demand that you do it every episode now. Thank
0: you so much. So wait, so what are we talking about today?
1: It's the Dateline episode on the Murdoch case. Murdoch, Murdoch, whatever. Murdoch. I think it's Alec how you Murdoch. Say. What a piece of shit this guy is! Right. I know. Not, real hot take. We <laughs> are not fans of this guy.
2: The killing of Alec Murdoch's
1: wife and son. The Alec Murdoch. Double investigation. murder mystery. The desperate
2: search
0: to find
3: suspects. A saga in. surrounding a prominent and powerful family in South Carolina.
0: You're talking five bodies in a six-year period of time. Something's fishy about this thing, something's going on.
3: I didn't understand why they weren't being questioned or investigated.
2: I hope that we were instrumental in
3: causing people to take a deeper dive on this thing. This is a living, ongoing nightmare for the people who live here.
0: It hurts down to the soul.
3: We just need peace.
0: Okay, girl, here's the thing. This all happened all at once. I knew nothing about this family, nothing about anything. And all of a sudden, there's bodies all over North Carolina, and they're all related to this Murdoch family.
1: All right. Well, you've already fucked up because it's South Carolina. (laughs) Let me tell you, I have some dear friends of mine from South Carolina, and they told me in no uncertain terms to get these pronunciations right. So Why? Fuck these people. I don't care about these people. because in the South, you do things a certain (laughs) way.
0: Okay, you guys, if you could have seen the scolding, I if I could eat my words. Because I heard it from
1: them months ago. Okay. okay. When you do this on TCO, so it's Alec. It's Alec Murdoch. It's written Alex Murdoch, but it's Alec Murdoch. <laughs> Like E-L-I-C-K, Alec Murdoch is how you're supposed to pronounce this guy's name.
0: Look, I love you and I will do my best, but this guy is trash and I don't care about saying his name
1: right. Because they want us, if we're going to drag him, they want to do it right. You know what I mean? That's their intentions. But you guys, if I say Alec, then I'm saying Alec. I'm sorry. Everyone else does. Who
0: cares?
2: These are strange days in the South Carolina low country. It's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. There have been unsolved murders and accidental
0: deaths. Hard to solve and even harder to understand. We're in a town called Hampton, South Carolina. Apparently, this is the low
1: country. I don't even know what that means. I don't either, but Craig Melvin is our host here. Craig yes. Melvin. Immediately, he's like, look, there's a lot happening here. There's unsolved murders. There's <laughs> accidental deaths. And then he's like, it's you yes. know, a very public unraveling. It's worthy of a Southern Gothic novel. And I'm like, Craig, we're in. Enough with the hard sell. <laughs> Also, to be fair, there are people who've had their lives destroyed because of this, and we need to get to the bottom of it. But
0: Craig, we're in. I agree. One of the journalists that's coming up on, she's trying to explain how much drama there is. And this writer is like, it's from Faulkner. It's from Shakespeare. It's from Grisham. And I think it really is some element of all three. How many times in his home did John Grisham rewind that moment where he was like held in the same league as William
1: Shakespeare? If he could frame it, he would (laughs) have.
0: Them, you're okay, but you're no Shakespeare I girl. mean,
1: Shakespeare, and like, also, like, apples and oranges. Just let them be themselves. You know what I mean?
0: 100%. So we
1: learned that this stupid fucking Murdoch family, it's a century-old <laughs> legal dynasty. These, also, these are a bunch of, like, old cranky racists. Can we just say it? I know. I, yeah. Not everyone here. The Murdochs, specifically, are a bunch of, like, crotchety old racist white dudes who, like, ran the Southern law. Like, oh, come on. How open-minded were they? You guys, they ran
0: this state's law system for 100 years and then they got to the Work. I know, I know. Had their hands, their mitts all over it. They show us the lineage of like the original guy from hundred years ago and then his son and then his son. And they're all these old men pictures that I just wrote. Each one of these looks like they're about to have sex with a male sex worker in an airport bathroom more than the next. Oh my God.
1: They also look exactly the same. It's like I in know. Forrest Gump where it's like <laughs> Lieutenant Dan or it's like when his father and his father and it's just <laughs> Gary Sinise playing the same role. They all look like that
0: senator that's definitely about to vote the bad way.
1: You know what I mean? Oh God. And it's Like, which one? I But I know exactly who you mean. They all look like Lindsey Graham. So (laughs) Michael DeWitt, he's the editor of the Hampton County Guardian. That was a terrible accent. I don't know what (laughs) that was that came out of my mouth. I'm sorry.
2: Michael DeWitt is the editor of the Hampton County Guardian, part of the Gannett USA Today Network. If you walk down the street and talk to five people, at least three people are going to
3: tell you that they know the Murdoch's.
1: Three of them will know this family. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, my friends from South Carolina, too, were like, everyone knows the Murdochs. Either you know of them or you, like, oh, that guy knows, that guy knows. They're just like permeating this entire society. I'm
0: sorry. All of their faces are so fucking punchable. Like, oh. all of these, like, rich assholes that we were promised in, like, 80s movies about people like this, none of these people look like that. None of them no. look like 1980s James Spader. You know what I mean?
1: I was just going to say, <laughs> there's, there's not a step from Pretty and Bacon no. <laughs> Who is? I watched that movie again recently. Yeah. God is he trash. He I is know. so oh, horrifying. In that. He is... He's like an he's like a horror movie villain in totally. that. That's how mean he is. I know.
0: He was also like 25. I love the 80s that gave us all the 25-year-olds playing 17-year-olds.
1: I know. Except Molly Ringwald I think actually was. Totally. Whatever, regardless. <laughs> we digress. So then we get this frantic 911 call. It's like everything yeah. was coming up roses for the Murdochs. Or was it? Thank you, Dateline. <laughs> so then it's this Alec Murdoch guy. And it sounds like he's calling into a radio station next <laughs> to the radio again. Didn't we just do <laughs> we this? just did it's this. It's like, turn your radio down. <laughs> hey, it's Murdoch in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Murdoch in the morning. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Somebody make that. Ha- I'm making that podcast I was say, next that week. Make that podcast, yeah. everybody.
1: But so this and I one call. This is what I I told you about when the story was first sort of happening uh-huh. like a while oh, yeah. ago. This is the call. So we don't hear it in this Dateline, but track it down. I'm sure it's on YouTube. The dispatcher. This is how fucking rich this guy is. Yeah. The dispatcher is trying to ask like, where are you and what? And he's like, okay. And the dispatcher goes, is it a house or a trailer? And, and Murdoch goes, it's a house. <laughs> like, like don't you know who I? am Like, the the (laughs) idea that he wasn't living in some estate. It's it's a house.
0: (laughs) Well, we do hear him say, look, it's 10.07 p.m. They're in the country house.
3: I need to believe this happened to me. My wife and Tom
2: discussed
3: badly. Are they breathing? No, ma'am. Are they in a vehicle? No, ma'am. They're on the ground.
0: Do
1: you see anyone in the area?
0: No, ma'am. Okay, did you hear anything or did you come home and find them? I've been gone. I, I just came back. My wife and son have been shot. Dot, dot, dot. Badly.
1: I feel like there's only one way. I right? know.
0: And then the operator goes, are they breathing? Are they in a vehicle? I was like, that's a weird. Every shooting call she gets is about somebody in a car, apparently.
1: Again, she asks, like, is it a trailer? Is it a house? Right. She asks a lot of questions. <laughs> like,
0: very strange questions.
1: But I guess, hey, that's how they do it down there. So the police arrive on the scene.
0: They find 52-year-old wife, Maggie, and 22-year-old son, Paul. Both dead. They've both been shot. It's brutal. The son was shot at, like, a very close range with a fucking shotgun gun. The wife was shot with like a handgun, but like she fell in a way that looked like she was running from something. It's a very bizarre scene.
1: This was in June, 2020. And this sort of put the whole family and story on the map, like outside of South Carolina, right? Yeah. So then we learn about SLED and that's the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division.
2: What did the police find? What did they recover there?
1: They found, um, shell casings from a particular
3: type of weapon. It's an AR type rifle. There is a gun of that type that belongs to the Murdoch family that has not been recovered or turned over. And investigators, I'm told, would really like to find that gun.
0: They've never found this rifle, and they would greatly appreciate it if somebody knows where it is if they would just bring it forward.
1: Yeah, I bet, Valerie. I'm sure that's a number one. Tied for first with let's find who did this. And
0: also, like, even if it's not the murder weapon, could we not just have guns loose in the world? Could all the guns please be accounted for? Could we just know where the guns are? That's all I'm asking.
1: The South. I feel like every single thing we ask is such a big ask to everyone else. But to us, it's just like,
0: please. I know, because I was like, they want to find it because they think it's maybe the murder weapon. I want them to find it because i just like to know where the guns are.
1: I would just like it away from someone who can do more harm. Totally. Call me crazy. (laughs) Such a dumb woman. (laughs) So... There are a lot of investigators at play here. There's SLED, right? Which is like the South Carolina law enforcement people. And then there are all these investigators. But But Sled SLED put a tight lid on things. They have not released a suspect's sketch.
3: They've not done any press conferences. That's very unusual in such a high-profile case.
1: They're royalty, this family down there, and they're not saying a word about it, and people think that's weird. And it's also, like,
0: I don't know, I feel like the gunshots are coming from within the house, you know what I mean? And I feel like maybe you don't say that because, like, they're afraid they're all gonna get sued or something.
1: So it's, like, four days after the murders, they're at the funeral, yeah. no arrest, no suspect, no information, but you know what there's no shortage of? Twists. The right. twists <laughs> just keep
0: on coming. You guys,
1: on get coming. Ready. <laughs> Just when you think, and I'm telling you, there's not, like, two twists. There are, like, five. Right.
0: And so, like, this is where we get the backstory on this family. For more than a century, the
2: Murdochs have been like royalty here, a multi-generational dynasty that has controlled much of the area's legal system. It all started back in 1910 with Alex's great-grandfather, Randolph Murdoch the I.
3: He started a law firm that has become a, a giant here in South
0: Carolina. It's a family dynasty that controlled much of the area's legal system. I don't think it's supposed to work that way. I don't think one family is just supposed to be fucking in charge.
1: Starting in like 1910, like, oh great, I wonder how they signed up. Uh, like, oh, right, my God. of course. Oh, God, of course. Like Randolph Murdoch the first. It's so old timey and I said the first. Give me a fucking break. And it's like it's just super powerful lawyers, a lot of influence. They knew the cops. They knew they knew everybody. They were running that town.
0: Yeah, another thing that's important is that Randolph I was appointed solicitor who's like the main prosecutor for this like five county area and it's a, apparently a very high power position and this is where we see the rolodex like he was succeeded by his son and his son right. was succeeded by his son and they all look like lindsey graham and they all look like they're about to have sex with the pool boy while the pool boy has sex with his wife
1: sure yeah absolutely well that's <laughs> that's accurate Specific, but accurate. <laughs> this is also when Dateline does this thing, the lower third. Has your family ever been in the same line of work for generations? Tweet Greg Melvin using the hashtag Dateline. I'm like, what are you guys just trying to get more episodes? I know, I know. Getting people to incriminate themselves on Twitter? Oh, God. So the Murdochs are running things statewide, but now they have their civil law firm and they specialize in personal injury law.
2: It's specialized in personal injury lawsuits, often winning big settlements for their clients. Jurors in Hampton County are
3: known as Hampton jurors. They awarded significant settlements that are much
2: higher than what you would find one county over. Those legal victories also produced big
0: profits for the firm. They're fucking fancy ambulance chasers. Like, this is the lowest of the low. Now, I'm not saying that people who are injured aren't entitled to money, but like, you know how this works.
1: But like why they're doing it, like they're doing it because they just like don't have enough and they want more and they want more.
0: We also learned that this county where this civil law firm is gives like 10 times bigger settlements than the county next door for the same exact offense.
1: Right. They're learning the youngins, the kids who are kind of coming up are like, wait, the money is in the personal interest. Exactly. The money isn't yes. in the old timey, yes. centuries old crotchety building.
0: No, and they also tell us that, like, for all the money and power the Murdoch family had, they didn't isolate themselves from the locals. They said they were very relatable. They went to the store just like you I was and me. Like, oh, you mean the
1: peasants? I yeah, know. you were so nice to the <laughs> peasants who are like who you actually deem as like lower class than you. Fun of off. course. But by 2006, the Murdoch family's
2: grip on the Low Country's legal system was changing as Randolph III retired as solicitor.
3: And none of his children wanted to take on that role as an elected official. And there's no money in public service, okay? The money is in that law firm. So the dynasty was already coming to an end, partly because the good old boy way of doing things can't work anymore. It doesn't work.
0: And the kids now are like, I just want the fancy cars and the drugs. I don't care at all about the power, you know.
1: What's so funny is that it's just assumed that if they wanted it, they could just have it, I and know. then it just would stay in the family. That's so ridiculous. It's an
0: elected position, and I was like, "Do they? Is this appointed? Like, do you get to pick your successor?" No. But these like spoiled assholes don't even want it. They all they want to do is work in the law firm and make the billions.
1: Right. So now back to the murders, right? Yeah. Sled is not divulging anything to the public, which I mean partly is fine. We always say this, like they don't really owe us anything. But again, it's weird because it's so high profile, but they make one statement and everyone (laughs) is up in arms. Including me! Me too! Because the same, it's like don't worry everybody oh my god just have some more lemonade iced tea whatever <laughs> we don't know who did this but we know for sure there's no danger to the public so have another mint julep and it's all good don't worry about a thing and don't ask any questions and don't look at anything it's all good
0: they 100% know who did it they just either don't have enough evidence to actually get the guy or they're too scared to do it
1: but they're also saying like no this was a very specific murder like no one else is in danger like these yeah. people were killed for a reason
0: i'm not buying that that's when i'm like it's time to get out of this fucking town get out of the lowlands get to the fucking highlands whatever the hell that is. This place is not safe. Get out. You guys, the body count that's about to start stacking up in this town, it's unbelievable.
1: I mean, get out. Because of this one family, like it all connects to the Murdochs. And so Craig Melvin, our host, is like,
0: As with many murders,
2: the spouse is often scrutinized, and Alec Murdoch was no exception. His attorney, Jim Griffin, was quick to respond by talking to local media outlet Fox Carolina
0: earlier this month.
1: It's almost always the husband, so we're all going to look at Alec Murdoch for this. And I'm like, Craig, I'm with you. This is not my first rodeo either.
0: No, and they, they, they look into him, and they say they don't really have anything to connect him to the murders, but then they say, like, the rumor mill starts, and they're saying, like, Maggie, the wife who was one of the victims, had she just seen a defense attorney... Was there trouble in the marriage? Everyone's
1: denying it. And then their lawyer goes on oh TV and starts fighting with Craig Melvin on the Today Show about if there was a rocky marriage or not. My
0: favorite is when the when he asks the attorney,
2: "So Dick, he didn't murder them. Does he perhaps know who did and why?
0: I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Right, attorney, did you want to get some clarity on that? Did you want to maybe on the ask the Today Show? I know. <laughs> What? Why don't we get a little clarity on whether or not your client knows who did these murders?
1: You think Craig Melvin is throwing you softballs on the Today Show?
0: No. Do your homework. It's also like nothing makes you look guiltier than the attorney being like, well, I don't think he knows who did it. Maybe, but I don't think so.
1: And also screaming at a journalist about how perfect their marriage was. Stay out of
0: it. I know.
1: Nothing makes a marriage look a little rocky than saying it was fucking perfect. They never had a fight about anything ever. Everything was fine.
0: Because nothing makes any sense, they start looking back at this other suspicious death in the family's past, and we're going back to February 24th, 2019. And it
1: involves Paul, the son who was just murdered.
0: Yeah, so Paul, who just has full access to the family boat, apparently. The family boat. He's going out for the night with himself and his girlfriend and two other couples. Paul, the younger Murdoch's
3: son, went out on the family
2: boat with some friends
3: three young
2: couples all under the age of 21. Paul and his girlfriend Morgan, Connor and Miley and Anthony and Mallory.
3: The plan was to go to an oyster roast and hang out there for a while. But eight hours later, the
0: boat was wrecked. I love that we get all of their names and pictures. I was like, Anthony looks like a dick. Actually, so does Mallory. And then I was like, actually, they all look like dicks. I would have hated all of these kids.
1: Well, it's just like, let's get on the boat. Like, the plan was to go to an oyster roast and get hammered. I
0: had to rewind that 400 times. I was like, I grew up on Cape Cod. I've never heard of an oyster roast.
1: I don't know what it is. But, like, grilled oysters are amazing. So, like... Maybe they all sit around and make fun of the oyster. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, I see. Yeah, poor it's... oyster didn't do anything to you, <laughs> Murdoch family.
0: I gotta tell you, the other night I got—I had nothing else to do. I started watching the old Comedy Central roasts.
1: Wait, not the Dean Martin ones. The no, Comedy no, no, no like ones.
0: the Comedy Central ones, and the one where Anne Coulter was there. Oh my God,
1: who was she there for? I don't know. But
0: one of the comedians said to Ann Coulter, Ann Coulter, if you're here, who's out scaring birds away from our crops?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: She showed up knowing exactly what was going to happen. Course. She was the comedy said. It was, because those roasts are like you just roast everybody else yes. and you say two things about the guest of honor. It's really about everyone else.
0: Nikki Glaser looked at Jewel and said, Jewel's here, who I call Trailer Swift. <laughs> she also said, Jewel. She goes, Jewel. <laughs> Jewel, I'm not going to stand up here and badmouth you since God already did. And you go, at the oh line, my God. She goes, I love your teeth. They're like the Spice Girls, each one's a different color, and all just doing their own thing. Anyway, I'm not ruling out the fact that they were going to an oyster roast, which was just standing around and making fun of an oyster.
1: Well, what do you say? Like, hey, slimy Magoo. <laughs> hey, what are you, hard to open? What you got sand in there? Like, what do you even say to an oyster? Oh my god. But uh, we're doing that thing because we don't want to talk about the horrible thing that yeah. happened. So they wanted to go to the oyster roast, make fun of some oysters and get hammered, but instead <laughs> there was a deadly boat crash.
0: But what happens is like, they stay at the oyster roast for like a couple hours. They're back on the boat. They're hammered. Paul Murdoch is driving he decides you know what we're gonna stop off at a bar where he underage and his underage friend go into the bar and order shots
2: at buford waterfront paul and connor went to luther's bar and ordered two rounds of shots while the others waited outdoors at swings 20 minutes later everyone was back on the boat
1: Paul is the one who doesn't want to go home. And everyone is like, I really just want to go home, Paul. And he's like, no, 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 let's go to a bar. Here's another fun fact. This boat doesn't have lights. I know. So here's what would happen. One hammered teenager would drive the yes. boat while another hammered teenager would hold a flashlight up. What could go wrong? And my question is, how does this, like,
0: they've got all the money in the world. How does this boat not have fucking flashlights? I just imagine these dummies, like, making TikToks and then turning their phones around and using the flashlight to, like, guide That's the fucking way. That's what was way. happening.
1: You know? Money can buy you everything but common sense I guess like fix your fucking boat lights I know know. it's so like again like isn't it so simple I don't get it this is what
2: we learn. some told investigators that Paul was out of control but still at the wheel he was very very drunk he was yelling at
3: everybody he was so out of control other kids were trying to, to drive
2: the next thing Miley
0: remembered was looking up from her front seat in utter terror What we know is that there's a boat crash, right? And Mallory, who's Anthony's girlfriend, is missing. And the next day, the investigators bring Miley, one of the kids on the boat, in for an interrogation. And we see the whole thing
1: yeah and she tells us like look everyone wanted to go home Paul just wanted to like he and we see the footage like he and some other guy are doing shots and everyone's like waiting on the boat waiting for Paul to keep getting hammered like how drunk do you fucking have to be also like
0: the drinking age in South Carolina is 21 am I wrong or is it 18 there (laughs) I'm that's a real (laughs) 21 no one's carding this fucking kid I mean I guess he had his brother's ID from getting the booze earlier he's royalty everyone knows him that's part of it you know like it's
1: like oh whatever because he I mean it's mommy's credit card so that's not gonna I'm sorry I was a
0: bartender for 10 years and we were always told if you get somebody too drunk and they go out and hurt somebody, you are liable. Somebody find a fucking bartender and sue that guy.
1: I know. I know. So according to Miley, all the kids are trying to get Paul away from the steering wheel with the boat that doesn't have any lights Yeah, and he's belligerent and insisting on driving and they're all like, they can see what's coming and they're trying to get him to stop and he won't do it. So he's driving full speed ahead toward a goddamn bridge. Everyone is panicking and screaming and he crashes into the wood pilings under the bridge. Three of the
0: kids were thrown into the water paul anthony and mallory and two of the kids were left on the boat
1: anthony was like all the way over there like where we had hit and paul was in on like the closest island to the shore
2: paul and anthony were able to swim to land but no one could
0: see or hear mallory no one can find mallory so mallory's missing
1: and we have dash cam footage of Anthony Mallory's boyfriend yeah. and he's a wreck and he's hysterical as he should be and he's screaming at Paul and about him. Yeah, He was in love with Mallory. He's saying he wanted to marry her Yeah, and he's fucking enraged. He's like, get that motherfucker away from me. They had to bleep it on Dateline.
0: I'm also sorry, Anthony. Like, I I actually am sorry, Anthony. But like, also, this is not the first time Paul's behaved like this.
1: None of this is new behavior. No,
0: and like, you know better than to get on a boat with your belligerent friend who's fucking hammered. You're not blameless here, Anthony.
1: But to them, they've gotten away with everything. Yes. It's the Murdoch's. Yep.
0: It's this like fake safety that everyone feels when you're around money. This is how you become a cautionary tale. This is it. Today's the day, Anthony.
1: So some of the kids, like Connor, are at the hospital for their injuries and that's when Daddy Murdoch shows up yes. because he sees his son Paul Right? Of course, checking on his son. But he also goes over to Connor and he's like, Connor, you keep your goddamn mouth shut. You don't say a word. Don't talk to the cops. We'll take care of it. But also, why don't you talk to my close personal friend and your new lawyer named Corey Fleming? So Paul's dad, Murdoch, the guy that we're talking about, is telling all the kids to be quiet and giving them a lawyer. Right, because Paul
0: is clearly at fault here. So Connor's current attorney is here saying, That was a
2: serious conflict of interest because Corey Fleming Was one of Murdoch's closest
0: friends and Paul's godfather.
2: That was apparently not revealed to the cooks.
0: And this was not revealed to Connor. So Connor doesn't know that like he's now being given a lawyer that of course is going to like get a great deal for the fucking Murdoch family.
1: Right. They're all going to sort of be as one. Right. Right. And so Connor's current lawyer put an end to that immediately. Filed a lawsuit. Good for him. I hope he brings that guy down.
0: A week later, a fucking solid week later, Mallory's body is found five miles from the accident. And we learn Paul never talked to the authorities. And I was like, how was he given the
1: choice not to talk? He was like escorted home because Daddy Murdoch came in with the high-powered lawyer.
0: So two months later, he's arrested. He's charged with two counts of boating under the influence causing injury and one count of boating under the influence causing death. So good. He gets charged.
1: Right. Also, boating under the influence. How rich. Boating How under the rich? Influence. I know. What is it? Yachting under the influence? Come on. Come on.
0: And then
2: the narrator goes, And now, two years later, he was dead alongside his mother and many were wondering did the boat crash
0: have anything to do with the murders two years later he's dead
1: savage <laughs> right and the point is like does the boat crash have anything to do with this several people are furious at him for killing mallory so yeah exactly. I'm, I'm sure it's connected the
0: best part is that like anthony's lawyer and connor's lawyer are being interviewed together and anthony yes. who was the angriest at paul his lawyer goes i don't know i don't know that's not i have, I have no idea if they're connected and connor's lawyer's like maybe <laughs>
1: yeah I don't know and they're like Could oh be. we didn't rehearse before we sat down for Dateline together <laughs> so now there are even more twists okay yeah a few months after Alec's wife and son were murdered he calls 911 again so the murders were in June this is September he explains and this 911 dispatcher has no time I for know. his shit She's <laughs> bored as she should be because I it's know. like oh Murdoch now One, I know so he's like I, stop. I got a flat tire and I know. Mm-hmm. And somebody stopped to help me. And I just hear Dorothy. Hurry up, Rose. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And he's like and then when I turned my back, they tried to shoot me. Did
3: they actually shoot you or they tried to shoot you? They shot me and I'm bleeding a lot. Where where part of your body? Uh I'm not sure. Somewhere on my head.
1: On what part of your body (laughs) did they shoot you? And he goes, I don't know, somewhere on my head. I know. This does not sound like a person who's just been shot in the head at point blank range. Am I crazy? No, and
0: then the the voiceover goes, right away, there's lots of holes in the story.
1: (laughs) Craig's like, don't worry, girl. We're covering all the red flags. Stop being enraged for five seconds. And I'm like, Craig, I can't. It's my job.
0: Well, because we learn that the kind of car he was driving the Mercedes Benz, you can drive that kind of car with a flat tire. Apparently, super fancy pants. I didn't know there was that kind of technology that you could drive. A car and a flat tire.
1: I didn't. But here's another question Why is Daddy Moneybags fixing his own tire? I can't imagine that he's doing it. <laughs>
0: because that. the story is bogus, Julian. <laughs> exactly.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to make a lie like this, yeah. do it better. I'm glad you didn't. But is anyone going to believe that you, with the boating and the beach house and the this house, you're actually fixing Changing your own your tire?
0: your own tire. Absolutely. Give me <laughs> a break. The hospital report describes the gunshot wound that he has because he does have a gunshot wound, but it's like a graze. They describe it as superficial.
1: And so, two days after this, Murdoch releases a statement.
2: Murdoch released a statement saying he was, quote, entering rehab after a long battle that has been exacerbated by these murders. It later came out, Alec said he had been addicted to opioids.
0: The editor of the local paper is like, his 20-year addiction to opioids was news to everyone (laughs) Everybody. Everybody. His families, his partners at the law firm. Like, it's a total fucking lie. If you guys could understand the timeline here, this all happened on top of each other. His family was murdered. They're reinvestigating that murder from forever. Suddenly, this guy whose family just got killed is on the side of the road saying he got shot. Like, I remember when this was all happening at once, being like, what the fuck is going on in the lowlands?
1: And then it's like, oh, and then two years earlier, there was a deadly boat crash, and that's probably connected too. It's like, wait, what? And then we're going to learn about something else even farther back that's probably connected. Crazy,
0: And so Alec is now saying, he's like, you know what? I'm going into rehab. I'm going to resign from my law firm, take care of my mental health, take care of myself. And the partners at his firm are like, um. In a statement, the firm said it was suing Alec to recover money he stole from the
2: firm and its clients. No one has publicly said how much, but the New York Times reported it's in the millions
1: what really happened is that he was fired for stealing a ton of money from the firm and its clients. And it's like it's in the millions. Yes.
0: And so they say like this guy who's always had everything is now like in the process of losing everything. What happened on the side of the road with the gunshot and we'll get more into it in a second was this big plot that he had to die by suicide or have somebody kill him so that his one remaining son who by the way his name is Buster because of course it is Buster. Is. Buster Murdoch
1: from South Carolina.
0: <laughs> the (laughs) Lowlands girl, don't forget.
1: Excuse me, sorry. So
0: that he could get the $10 million or whatever in, like, life insurance.
1: Right, because they're not as rich as they appear because he's embezzling millions and millions of dollars. Exactly. So it's all, like, it usually is all a facade, right?
0: So 12 days later, Alec is arrested for insurance fraud.
1: Right. But according to Murdoch, here's what happened. He asked, (laughs) he is saying that, like, he's like, yes, I was desperate and this is what I did. Yes.
0: Murdoch
2: told investigators he asked this man, Curtis Eddie Smith to kill him. Smith was also arrested on charges including conspiracy to commit insurance fraud and assisted suicide.
1: Curtis is here with his lawyer named Johnny McCoy or as I call him Cool Guy Johnny.
0: <laughs> I also do feel like this is Cool Guy Johnny's first day of being a lawyer because he's very quiet and he looks very nervous.
1: <laughs> Until he does it. He loves that I just called him Cool Guy Johnny. 100%. His name is Johnny McCoy? <laughs> Totally. That's an amazing name. He's the
0: nerdiest John McCoy. You've ever like, this guy just looks terrified. He's in over his head. like it's it's all bad for John McCoy. Yeah,
1: he's going up against the Murdochs, totally. right? So Curtis was also arrested for, you know, insurance fraud and assisted suicide. Yeah. And so Craig, our host is like, so uh how you been how are things since the arrest and curtis goes stressful yeah thanks for asking craig how you doing curtis
0: is a fucking wreck and i gotta tell you i wish i could say i totally believe curtis's version of events i don't necessarily i think the truth is somewhere in the middle
1: nothing is simple with this because curtis is like i'm totally innocent also i don't know if this is worth noting
2: he was your lawyer yes Murdoch represented Smith for an accident claim, but they're actually also distant cousins, and
0: Smith started doing odd jobs for Murdoch.
1: Murdoch was my lawyer for
0: a time, and we're also cousins. This is a callback to how Murdoch is a fucking ambulance chaser. He was representing right. this poor down on his luck guy in some sort of like wrongful accident suit.
1: But then they got into this dynamic where Curtis started doing what he calls odd jobs uh-huh. for the Murdochs. And so Murdoch calls, and Curtis assumes it's like another random gig. It's another freelance. I'm gig.
0: sorry, but like when you meet a guy like that, we just did this on the page with the Chippendales. This yeah. is the kind of guy you know you can call when you need someone to kill you you on the side of the road.
1: That's exactly you what You know happened. what I mean? Because, because <laughs> Curtis is like, well, I thought it was another random gig until right. Murdoch says to me, so here's what I need you to do. I need you to shoot me in the back of the head. And Curtis right. tells us, yeah. I refused. Murdoch I, I demands don't
2: it. I said it ain't happening. I thought it ain't happening. Smith said Murdoch then pulled out his own gun. He made his move like, like this, you know, and I just grabbed his arm. You, you took the gun and shoved it up behind him between me and him Yeah,
1: whatever they both reach for the gun but this is when cool guy johnny yeah has his moment so he's like hey craig craig, <laughs> craig craig hey hey watch this are you watching and then he turns and he's like curtis how sure are you that murdoch didn't get shot give me a percent give yeah. me a number and curtis is like i'm a thousand percent sure and cool guy johnny's like pretty cool huh rest my case
0: <laughs> because what curtis is saying is that murdoch said you got to shoot me and kill me and I said I wasn't going to do it and so then it looked like he was going to maybe shoot himself and I was trying to wrestle the gun away from him and the gun went off but he didn't get shot and the implication being when Curtis takes off Murdoch shot himself later and that's why the wound was superficial it's all a mess GP it's
1: all a mess and it's like something happened and what we're being told happened is not it 100%
0: yeah
1: because now suddenly Murdoch comes out and is like oh oh also the another thing about Curtis not only did I used to be his lawyer and we're cousins. Curtis was my drug dealer for like 10 years. Remember so... that opioid problem I've had for two decades? He's the guy. Curtis was like, How dare you? <laughs> I, I know. was not. <laughs> and then Craig, I mean, the hits just keep on coming. I Craig know. Melvin. He's like, Is there anything else Murdoch could be trying to escape? Yes, right after the break. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> I, I can't know. handle this. <laughs> We come back from the break, and he's like, For the second time in a month, Murdoch was arrested not for the stage no. suicide, not for the embezzlement, not for the double murder of his wife and kid, and not for the deadly boat crash. I'm like, Then what the <laughs> hell else is
0: it? I know. Well, this is where we take a little journey back to February 2nd, 2018. We learn about a woman named Gloria Satterfield, who was like the Murdoch family housekeeper/slash babysitter. And on that day, on the 2nd of February 2018, Gloria
2: fell down the front steps of the Murdoch home. What were you told about
1: what had happened? Just that she had fell, that she was tripped by the dogs, and that they thought she had a head injury because they saw blood. that was about it. They blame it on the dogs. She tripped on the dogs and died. This is
0: definitely not what fucking happened. Well, she's taken to the hospital where she languishes for 21 days. Her family's here. Her brothers and her sisters and her kids are here. And they're like, she was in intensive care, but she was like responsive. They could talk to her. And then one day they all say like, goodbye, we'll see you tomorrow. And she fucking dies.
1: And the thing about Gloria is that she worked for this family for years. Yes. And they say that she loved it. She took pride in working with them and she loved her job. But then we get a little detour because Craig Melvin's like, everyone in this county is intertwined. Uh-huh. Bar hopper or churchgoer? <laughs> Enormous <laughs> mansion or double wine? They're all connected. Like characters in a John Grisham novel. Yeah. And I'm like, Craig. Or Shakespeare girl or Shakespeare
0: on the same plane, don't you think? Yeah,
1: Bar hopper <laughs> to churchgoer. And I'm like, can we do
0: both? What's I, the, I, what's going on. Sometimes if you go to a Catholic mass, you get a little wine during church. Or you just bring it with you no matter where you <laughs> go. But this is the thing, like at the funeral for Gloria, Alec Murdoch says to Gloria's kids, I accept full responsibility. I'm going to make sure you get an insurance payout. He's going to take care of them. Her kids are here. One of them is described as special needs. These kids are struggling. These are not people with means. The mom was definitely supporting and taking care of the kids. They need the money. They need the fucking money. This is a big deal.
1: But Murdoch does the thing he did with the kids in the deadly boat crash. He introduces this family. Why don't you talk to my good friend? and your new lawyer, Corey Fleming. Right. So Corey Fleming is in on all of this with the embezzling and the fraud and all of it. He's another player in this.
0: They think he's their lawyer and he's working on this insurance settlement for them. Three years past, they'd see not a dime. Something's fishy about this thing. And I said, I just
2: don't think these boys are going to get what they deserve. What's, you know, due to them? Last June, Eric read an article about Paul and Maggie's murder that mentioned a settlement in Gloria's case for half a million dollars. That was news to him. So the Satterfields hired their own lawyers to find out just
0: where the heck the money went. The Murdochs received a $500,000 insurance payout in the Gloria case, and none of that money ever made it to Gloria's fucking family.
1: Right. So once they see it in print, they're like, okay, buy Corey Fleming. You suck. Right. So they get two more lawyers who are here with us, Eric Bland and Ronnie Richter, and they're like, we're going to get to the bottom of it. So they write Corey Fleming a strongly worded letter.
0: Well, this is serious.
1: But they get no response. So yeah. then they sue Corey and the Murdochs and all that and quote a local banker. I don't know you know
0: what? Is. Though the fucking they sue the banker who made the payout. Like maybe this guy's yeah. in a good. Sue the bartender too. Sue everybody. Yes.
1: Right, and that's when Craig in his best Keith Morrison impression goes, "That did get a response." <laughs> yeah, suing someone really does get a response. I would. You think.
0: guys are not ready for the fucking steam that's about to come out of GP's ears because what these attorneys do. The real confirmatory information came when we subpoenaed Corey Fleming's bank account and we saw all the checks. And that's when the confirmation came of the $4.3 million.
2: Where did all the money go? We're still tracing where the money actually landed. But it is impossible to burn that kind of money in Hampton, South Carolina
0: the settlement amount was $4.3 million, and that family never saw a dime of it.
1: And now it's gone. They just don't know where it is. Gloria's lawyers are trying to get it for them, and Murdoch and company are like, I don't know Murdoch and co. Can we talk about how the fucking Murdoch killed her? Am I wrong? Yeah, either he killed her or, like, the sons are... I think he was totally responsible Uh for it. I think uh, the dogs didn't do it. I know (laughs) that much. I mean, something is here that we're missing, that we're not being told. I'm sorry. Like, for $4.3 million, they killed that poor woman. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know the story, but I mean, all signs are pointing to them. This is case number what? Four? Yeah. And we have a fifth coming down the pike? Come on. I will say
0: we do learn that a few weeks after coming into the knowledge of the 4.3 mil, Corey the lawyer does reach some sort of financial settlement with the Stratofield family. We don't know how much. And then his law license was suspended.
1: We ripped away Bye. from Bye. Bye. So then mysterious death number five, Dateline's words, not mine, but also mine. You guys. Now, Murdoch is in custody for what happened to Gloria Satterfield, like the felony charges, the fraud, the embezzlement, whatever. So now, not whatever, it's horrible, but now we learn July 8th, 2015. Yeah. It's four a.m. A man calls nine one one because he sees a person laying in the middle of the street. Yeah. an officer shows up and discovers the body of Stephen Smith. And we're here with Sandy, his mom, and Stephanie, his twin sister. I just want to
0: say the guy who called the cops was on his way to work at four a.m. I felt a little seen.
1: I know it's like midnight. It's five o'clock right now. It's midnight to you. I get it. <laughs>
0: So Stephen, who was 19, lived with his twin sister, Stephanie, who I'm assuming was also 19.
1: That's a very safe assumption.
0: (laughs) But the mom was, like, listening to, like, the police radio or whatever and heard that there had been a body found in the middle of the road. So she called Stephanie. She's like,
3: So I called Stephanie and made sure they were okay. And um, she said, did Stephen come to your house last night? And I said, no.
1: I was a little confused.
0: If he didn't
3: come home, we knew. Something was wrong. Something was
0: wrong. And that's how they know some shit is bad. Obviously, the body in the middle of the road was Stephen. Stephen is dead. And the cops say that they found his cell phone. They found his car keys. They find his car eventually. It's parked three miles away from where they found his body. The doors were locked, but the gas tank door was open and the, and the gas tank plastic spinny thing was hanging off.
1: Yeah. Very weird I don't know detail. what it is. So I, I'm going with plastic yeah, spinny. Yeah. They threw me for
0: a loop where they said gas tank door. I was like, okay. I guess that's what we're calling that. That's the little <laughs> that's mini, the that's
1: the little square, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Sorry. Push it in and then it opens.
1: Oh, you don't. Oh, I thought you just open it. See, learn something new every day. You push it right in. Okay, great. I'm sure it changes from making models to cars. You know, whatever.
2: Investigators could tell Stephen had injuries to his left arm, hand, and head. He also looked to have a hole in his skull above his right eye. Could that be a gunshot wound?
1: They don't know if it's a gunshot wound, but there's no bullet found, and so they say that the cause of death was uh, blunt head trauma from being hit by a car. And now we learn about Stephen, which is all very important information.
0: Stephen again was 19. He was a nursing student. He had, like, dreams of becoming a doctor. He was also openly gay, and the authorities are wondering if, like, that might have had something to do with his being killed.
1: And his family is worried about that, too. His family is, they're the ones who kind of bring this, like, could this be related? Yeah. So I'm sure you're all asking how are the Murdochs connected to this right so what's happening is that this is not very clear because there are so many cases happening with the Murdoch family Uh right now that they're all at different levels of what's happening but what's going on and we don't know anything about it because it's an open investigation law enforcement has confirmed that they're taking fresh eyes to Stephen's case based on the double murder investigation of Paul and Maggie Murdoch. So somehow, we don't know how, but based on what they learned about the double murder at the top of the episode, they are now reopening Stephen's case.
0: And it's so crazy because that just tells us they know who did it and they just can't tell us anything. It's so weird.
1: And this family is just shady as fuck. Like, it's just so, like... It's September of 2021, so, like, all eyes are on Murdoch, right? He's facing all of these criminal charges, wrongful death and embezzlement and fraud. And in September 2021, remember Buster, uh-huh. the young son who was—he wanted uh-huh. to have the insurance policy? In
2: September, Alec granted power of attorney to his son Buster, seen here in a recent photo that was taken in Las Vegas, according to court filings. The civil attorneys, who are suing the Murdochs, say the family is selling or hiding its assets— Listing a boat, selling off properties, and a hunting club membership.
1: Alec is giving him power of attorney at like the craft table I in Vegas. <laughs> that's what you and do. And the family it. is either hiding assets or selling assets. They're oh, they had to sell their coveted hunting club membership I and know. the boat and all this stuff. It's just a mess. Yeah,
0: and like that's kind of where it
1: ends. Like they just kind of say like. We're Dateline, we'll keep you posted. (laughs) Right, because remember how like Mommy Doomsday, there are like 11 episodes. Like this is the first of many episodes that Dateline is going to do because there are so many cases. Like Murdoch is currently facing 75 state charges. 75! Wow! Yeah. So, like, this is ongoing. I guess, you know, you'll know before we do because right. <laughs> we don't record in real time. Yeah. Oh, wait, I have some good news, though. Oh, what? Murdoch has been in prison since October 2021. Yeah. <laughs> the people of South Carolina are safe for <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> oh, fam, thanks for listening to the Up on the Murdoch Murders. So here's the update. What, what was the date of the... So
1: March 4th, Yeah, Alec whatever, this piece of shit was sentenced (laughs) to life in prison for the murders of his wife and his son and he's getting two consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole.
0: I mean, just absolutely wild. It is... Both
1: very Southern and yeah. very unsouthern, <laughs> as Blanche would say.
0: Also, fam, we just Googled the dressing down that the judge gave him. Apparently, the judge reserved, like, comment of any kind or judgment, obviously, as you're supposed to do throughout yeah. the trial. But, like, as he was sentencing him, he called him a monster, he said was, he like, didn't yeah. believe him. Murdoch stood up and said that he was innocent.
1: He was like, I, I would never do that. And he was like, well, maybe it was the monster you became.
0: Yeah, don't <laughs> Hot take, Judge. All right, great. Anyway, fam, come see me on my traveling book tour. PatrickFails.com is where you can get all the information. Right. What are we doing next, girl?
1: So we're doing Catching a Serial Killer, Bruce MacArthur. Yeah,
0: fam, this one's about the gays in Canada, and it's a real crazy yes. case.
1: Speaking of pieces of shit, totally. Bruce MacArthur <laughs> has entered the chat. I oh my! Him. All
0: right, well, stay tuned for our trailer for that, and then our funny and hilarious outtakes,
1: I guess. Well, I guess, fingers crossed. Okay. You never know. <laughs> right. We love you. We love you. All right, Bye. Bye. There were men going missing from the gay village.
0: I'm looking at these pictures and that look like me. I started believing there is something wrong. For years, nothing
2: happens. But when Kinsman goes missing, it's impossible to ignore anymore. The investigation became Project Houston.
1: Because it was Houston, we have a problem.
2: We had surveillance on MacArthur. We couldn't let him out of our sight. They run into the bedroom, and they find a shocking discovery.
1: Someone's life is on the line. Do you expect Santa Claus to be killing and dismembering men?
3: He was interviewed as a witness. He wanted to help. He seemed genuine. The police had no
0: idea what the hell they were dealing with.
1: Three human torsos and assorted bones have been found in large planters.
0: I think I could have been one of them.
1: Even if they're yeah. like broiled uh-huh. or grilled, uh, like six hours of raw oysters is a death wish. Like that's just insane. It's just a lot. So I have a feeling they weren't going for the oysters. Just no, yeah, They were going to get yeah. hammered. Do you remember when Jewel went undercover to do karaoke and she did Jewel songs and everyone was like, I wish you sounded more like Jewel. And yeah. the big reveal was that it was Jewel.
0: You and me should go to midnight mass with a flask. God. <laughs> a little
1: work around, so... a little tip from me to you. Just bring it with you. <laughs>
0: Do you think it's like the law firm of Bland and Richter?
1: Bland and Richter? Can, I can hear that commercial. Yeah. Injury attorney. Oh, that's Salino and Barnes, remember? Celino <laughs> and Barnes, injury attorney. 800 888
0: Give us a call. We're Bland and Richter.
1: But we're not bland. Not in <laughs> right. that kind of way. We're super fun and cool.
0: And Coulter. Here we go. Is Pete white? Is he black? Ann Coulter needs to know so she can decide if she hates him. You know, last year we had Martha Stewart who sells sheets and now we have Ann Coulter who cuts
2: eye holes in them. I just realized that I am not the only
3: athlete up here tonight. As you all know, earlier this year, Ann Coulter won the Kentucky Derby. I do want to say, first of all, as a feminist, uh, I can't support everything that's being said up here tonight. But uh, as somebody that hates Ann Coulter, I'm delighted, so.